0: Um, you could be a little later. <laughs> okay. Like a tiny bit.
1: I'll just move closer. Yeah,
0: and the thing is... Is you... this
1: better? No. Better? <laughs> better.
0: <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Lily, I have a question for you.
1: Yes, Eric. Shoot me your question.
0: Are you a citizen of the United States of America? As far as I know. You are already ahead of the people I am talking about. This is Big Time Whoopsies. Wait, what? (laughs) Time Whoopsies, a podcast about incompetence. My name is Eric McAdams, and each week I bring to you a story from history involving massive incompetence, and I tell it to one of my friends, but you can also listen in if you want to.
1: That's changed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, messed like, up. I think I messed up the host- order.
1: I mean, slightly more hostile, slightly less friendly towards. Or is them. it less friendly? <laughs> it's Like, well, because they're listeners now; they're eavesdroppers rather <laughs> rather than being told the story as an equal to the guest. Yeah, you can
0: you can listen at the door, I suppose, but it's for
1: my friend.
0: No, I'm tell I tell can you, I the listener. Back?
1: Are we friends?
0: <laughs> You're beyond friends. <laughs> Your sister. But so friends, right? <laughs> it's not the it's not comparable. Apples and oranges. I
1: can be an apple and an orange.
0: <laughs> Today I have my sister Lily on the podcast. Say hi, Lily. Hi, Lily. Ooh, good joke. No one's think, done it before. But I don't
1: think that I did it the other two times that I've been on this. So oh, like... so it's the
0: first time for you and that's what matters.
1: Yeah, I think so. I could be <laughs> wrong,
0: though. When I paint the Mona Lisa, I'll be like, it's the first time I'm doing
1: it. Yeah. (laughs) So really, this is original. It's like the first blue period that you've had.
0: (laughs) No one's done it before. One person's done it before. I've never done it before.
1: (laughs) It's new to me. (laughs) This is new territory as far
0: as I'm concerned. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Great. This chair is unsteady.
1: Oh, yeah. I gave you the crappy one. <laughs> Good.
0: <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> like.
1: <clears throat>
0: so I'm going to start this story with an anecdote.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Marshall Edwin Home had a big day. Home. His last name is Home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Continue. Sorry.
0: Marshall Edwin Home had a big day on March 16th. Oh, my God. 2011. Can you, is, like for a second, his
1: initials you... are meh. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> we can restart this.
0: Marshall Edwin Home had a big day on March sixteenth, twenty eleven. See, up until this point, Home, who is in his eighties at this point,
1: okay, okay,
0: has been giving out questionable financial advice for years now.
1: Questionable, like uh, what?
0: He operated the Individual Rights Party, specifically the Mortgage Rescue Service part of it, and he would charge clients $500 to, quote, make the foreclosure process stop. Uh,
1: and did the foreclosure process stop for Ask
0: time? me how he planned to do this.
1: How did he plan to do that?
0: He tried to do this by placing 173 false claims against the United States of America itself in a bankruptcy filing. He said that the U.S. owed him and his clients over $2.5 billion and thus tried to place the United States itself into bankruptcy. On the same day... He filed to run for mayor in Tucson, Arizona. Oh
1: good. Oh, good. <laughs> Give him that a uh, one-two punch. <laughs> the same day he had
0: two businesses to take okay, up with wait, City so Hall. Me... And so he did both of
1: them. Well, you know, two words, one stone. Yeah. Saved him another trip to City Hall. Yeah. Um, okay, so just to backtrack a little mm-hmm. so that I understand, so he filed 173 claims like
0: Totaling about two and a half billion dollars. Two and a
1: half billion dollars. Each claim was like one person.
0: Yeah, or, you know, one home or something. Right. It's not really clear. Okay,
1: okay. Against just the United States. Yeah. Not like the banks that were foreclosing on these people. Yes. What? Uh, four? Why? What? What? Grounds. So, he (gasps)
0: dropped out of the mayoral race a couple months later. That didn't... He didn't gain a lot of traction there. He was also arrested for fraud. Oh.
1: Well, hopefully the two aren't related. No, the... Being a mayor. Oh, no, fraud. not
0: the other thing. It, yeah. was, it was for the bankruptcy thing. I figured. Marshall Edwin Home is a sovereign citizen, which is a group of people, mostly in the United States of America, but uh. with a growing fan base in Canada and Australia. They are a group of people... With interesting views on citizenship. Uh-huh. Now, I need to make a quick disclaimer here because they're a real messy bunch. There's no one true sovereign citizen school of thought. Mm. There's no, like, one thing that they all adhere to, and they adhere to a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. But it boils down to this. They believe that they hold all of the benefits and none of the drawbacks of being a United States citizen.
1: But specifically United States. Nowhere else.
0: I for I mean for Canada they would believe it in Canada, for the Canadian the Canadians citizenship. Don't
1: believe it for the United States. Yeah, they
0: don't believe. Yeah, Canadians don't believe they're citizens of the well, United
1: maybe. States. Well, maybe we can dream.
0: You Canadians <laughs> can become citizens of the United States. It's possible. No. They just that's not what this is doing.
1: Canada's just a big old prison. So I've been there.
0: I say that they are that they believe in the privileges <laughs> and not the and not the drawbacks.
1: That was a shout out to my Canadian boyfriend.
0: Cool. That's Mac, friend of the show (laughs) This means They believe Like really believe that there is legal precedent For this They believe that they can opt out of any dealings With the government
1: they choose Um, So like Taxes That tends to be a popular (laughs) one Yeah (laughs) Okay but they still claim to be citizens. Yes.
0: Um... The beliefs date back decades. They had their first real surge in the late eight, late 70s and early 80s with a group that called themselves the Posse Comitatus. The Posse <laughs> Comitatus was a far-right group of racists and anti-Semites who believed that the only true citizens of the United States were white men.
1: Well, you know, we are essentially ancient Athens. Um... Where where? where
0: where only men are allowed to vote and own property? White men. Gotcha.
1: Wealthy white men. Cool.
0: That That's pretty much what Posse Comitatus believed. They uh would do a lot of a lot of fun things where they would like... A thing that you can do in some states is you can place a lien against people's houses which means that it can't be sold until... A lien meaning that they have debt against it. Okay. Uh, which means that the house can't be sold until the debt is paid. Okay. Posse Comitatus would just produce a bunch of fake liens against all their enemies' houses and just clog the bureaucracy with it.
1: Nice, nice.
0: They would also threaten to kill government workers.
1: Also nice. Uh,
0: It first came about as a conspiracy theory, believing that the Founding Fathers' original laws, which the sovereign citizens refer to as common law, have been replaced by what they call admiralty law. Second, they also tend to believe that when the 14th Amendment was signed, which grants citizenship to anyone born in the United States, Mm -hmm. it created a loophole that allowed anyone born in the U.S. to not be beholden to federal laws. Basically, they refer to 14th Amendment citizens, i.e. people who were made citizens by the 14th Amendment, Mm -hmm. as being beholden to the federal laws. They have to follow those, but these guys are different, you know. We're, we're not 14th Amendment citizens, is what they want to say.
1: Um, like, them and generations before them have been Americans, so they don't have to... I guess.
0: This is part of what informed the idea that only white men can be uh, full sovereign citizens.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: You know, black people can't be because they're beholden to the federal laws because they were made citizens at that time. Right. Okay. Yeah, and also... Feel free to ask any questions here. I'll do my best to answer them. Yeah. Because they believe a lot of stuff and none of it makes sense.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Not
0: a single bit. So... These racist sovereign citizens believe that black people are beholden to the federal laws because of this amendment. They refer to anyone who's, non, who's not a sovereign citizen as a 14th Amendment citizen, and the racist ones thinks that, think that only white people can be sovereign citizens. This has not stopped non-white sovereign citizens from happening. I'd like to tell you another anecdote, if I may. <laughs> Angel Cruz... He was the owner, he says, of a company called the United Cities. Okay. Specifically, he referred to himself as a bank owner, the United Cities Bank. He had set up an elaborate scam that he apparently believed had genuine legal grounds. Nice. Nice. He had promised the, quote-unquote, employees of his, quote-unquote, bank... That by working for him they would be guaranteed wages for thirty years with a car and other utilities also paid for.
1: So there were these were like real
0: people working for These were for real him. people who were taken in because hey, a guy promises to pay your wages for three decades, buy you a car and also pay for your house. You're gonna listen. Yeah. Okay. How did he pay for it, you might ask?
1: <laughs> in the hypothetical scenario that he would pay for
0: it. Mm. He would set up these bank drafts under the United Cities Bank for the money, and he would pay these with currency that he called United States Private Dollars. Uh,
1: okay. Take me through your mindset. What? Um, I'm not, you know, I've hit, I've hit a mental roadblock here with the, uh, just continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. Okay. Maybe. Right. So, what's is, what is his plan here? My <laughs> Valentino <What, what, what? laughs> bag.
0: Okay, please don't, please don't reference vines I on my can, podcast.
1: You I take out. it as a
0: personal offense. <laughs> you
1: can get that. <laughs> I'm not proud. <laughs> but anyway, the so what is it? United cities City's private dollars.
0: United, well, actually, I think he called them United States private dollars. Okay. Uh, to add an extra level Were here. these,
1: like, dollars that he just put a little stamp on? These would
0: be dollars that he made himself in his house. Nice.
1: Cool. I hopefully, I really hope that he, like, handmade them all. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> he, like, drew them?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, drew little bills. <laughs> I
0: feel like he probably printed them.
1: Preferably with crayons.
0: I feel like he probably printed them because this was the uh, mid to late 2000s.
1: Oh, but crayons so, still exist.
0: We're gonna get to crayons later, actually. Oh, no. They play a role in something <laughs> involving the sovereign citizens. So he would he would draw up these bank drafts, and then he took them to Bank of America and expected them to honor him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, I am picturing crayon drawn dollars that <laughs> so he takes to a real bank and it's, is like yep want to deposit these." <laughs> might
0: as well be <laughs> like this that's pretty much <laughs>
1: um, okay all right is that the end of the anecdote
0: nope shockingly bank of america <laughs> refused to recognize what? these phony drafts
1: oh where has america's integrity gone
0: so guess what he did I took
1: it to a different bank
0: no no oh. He and his followers in Miami, Florida, We had a, he had a few dozen, grabbed some guns, oh. went to a, a local Bank of America outlet in a strip mall, and took it over.
1: Nice, guys.
0: On July 8th,
1: 2008. Nice. 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 <laughs> Put that on your resume.
0: Onlookers described them as calm and officious because they believed they had genuine legal grounds for doing so. Oh, my God. In previous weeks, Angel Cruz had asked the local police department for backup when he evicted the Bank of America from the spot because his bank was going to be taking over the space. Oh, my God. He also put out a YouTube video, which I was unable to find.
1: No. (laughs) Uh, wait. So, hang on. So, the police already knew that he was going to do this?
0: Uh... I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, and didn't...
0: They didn't send anyone to the Bank of America. That's what you're wondering. Okay. They were, of course, arrested at the Bank of America yeah, once they did yeah. this. But they were arrested for trespassing because none of them ever drew their weapon. Well, they, like, they just kind of stood around and be like, yes, we're in control of this Bank of America now. <laughs> uh, and so they never actually like drew their weapon, menaced anybody, or fired on anyone. So they were just arrested for trespassing, and Angel Cruz got out on bail.
1: Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: He signed his name um, when he was arrested, Angel Cruz Durandat, with the at, the at symbol. No. U, no. UCC 1308. He, whenever he was asked to refer to the United States of America... He referred to it as the United States of America Incorporated, a non-profit Delaware Corporation. Wait, what? This Run is that
1: by me one more time?
0: The United States of America, Inc., a non-profit Delaware Corporation. That's
1: what he referred to, like, that- The
0: United States. Whenever he was asked to refer to Why? the United States of America.
1: Why Delaware?
0: Because I, I guess- Of it's the all fir-
1: states! the first
0: state, I guess.
1: Delaware is such a lame state.
0: You tell them. Go all out here. <laughs> Fuck Delaware.
1: I always forget it exists.
0: <laughs> that's uh, we're, It's like Nebraska. That's Joe Biden's home state. That sh- Cool. Should, yeah, that, that shouldn't really mean anything to you. It doesn't. Yeah, it, it, it kind of shouldn't. Yeah. Anyone who says they're a fan of Joe Biden is just a fan of those memes where, like, him and Obama are interacting in a much funnier manner than they ever do in real life. Yeah, no.
1: And Joe Biden didn't do, like, great stuff either.
0: (laughs) So that's how he signed his name and all that, because uh, Cruz believed in another very specific conspiracy theory and identified as a sovereign citizen. He believed, or... He, I don't think he ever actually came out and said this, but what he does goes in line with the version of sovereign citizens who believe that the United States went bankrupt in the early 1930s during the Great Depression. Fair. And because- Which we of, did. Because of this, they went into debt with foreign nations.
1: Also happened.
0: And once they did that, they used their own citizens as collateral. I
1: mean, yeah. This is straight out of history textbooks. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is
0: I was super that,
1: real. I was
0: hoping that last one would make you go like, wait, what? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are currency. And so somehow,
0: I'm really not sure how this works, but somehow because the United States put up their, their own citizens as collateral. Which
1: means?
0: You know how like you put up a collateral when you go into, when you take out a loan from a bank?
1: Sure, sure. Like that's, a like a pawn shop type of deal. Yeah.
0: That's what they think the United States Pawning, of America did with other nations in the world.
1: But with people.
0: But with people.
1: Nice. Cool. In, cool. in 1932. Cool. Yeah. Also factually correct.
0: So somehow, because they used they listed their citizens as collateral, sovereign citizens believe that each United States citizen has a secret bank account in their name under the U.S. government to for the U.S. government to use so sovereign citizens frequently try to take money out of these non-existent accounts or use them to pay for debts.
1: Like, they believe that they are secretly owed money by the U.S. government.
0: Yeah, they, they refer to this as their corporate shell account.
1: Shell?
0: Yeah, like a... Corporations make shell accounts for stuff to, to reroute money through. It doesn't matter. Okay. Look, they believe that this that the person un, that on um, listed on their birth certificate, you know, all caps your name. Yep. Eric McAdams. That person is a corporate entity. Why your name isn't all caps your name? <laughs> that person. Fucking funny. Yeah, Eric McAdams is a corporate entity okay. because it's all caps and there's no punctuation. That will come into play later. Give me a second. Okay. So because they that is a corporate entity, a lot of times when sovereign citizens get arrested, after their whole like you don't have any jurisdiction over me, I'm a sovereign citizen uh-huh. they also try to do like, this person that you're referencing, Eric McAdams, that is that I am not that person. I am a man named Eric McAdams.
1: Wait, what?
0: That's a corporation that you're referring to. Oh my
1: god. What and they prove this because they themselves have punctuation in their names? Sometimes. And so that's why he has the at symbol? Or so- Sometimes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, Angel Cruz
0: was hit with a civil suit from Bank of America, then was indicted for bank fraud, and then fled to Cuba.
1: Well, you know... <gasps>
0: That's where we're gonna take a break for Ned, <laughs> from another show on the Major Cast Network. Uh,
1: good, good, good. <laughs> Have you ever watched something for your favorite actor, but then afterwards realized it wasn't worth your time? Well, our time is worth nothing. I'm Katie, and I'm Lenny, and together we host the Filmographers. Every month, we pick an actor and watch everything they've done. Then we report back to you so you know everything to decide if it's worth your time. So check us out on the Major Cast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. New episodes, the first week of every month. How we doing? Uh, you know, I'm following mostly. I don't really know bank things.
0: Neither do I. Don't worry about it. Cool.
1: Uh, but... Overall, the the main thing you have
0: to know is that all of this is nonsensical.
1: Well, yes, (laughs) I have gotten that far. Yeah, I'm keeping up. Cool, great, it's nice and good.
0: So, uh, Lily. Do you think you're going to join the Sovereign Citizens? I, I was about, to, about to, to say, I have a found citizen? my
1: new belief system. <laughs> nice, great, cool. <laughs> but I need to figure out what punctuation to... Oh, I'm just going to add a bunch of exclamation points. You
0: can also do, like, hyphens between your names.
1: No, just... <laughs> Lily McAdams! <Mick> <laughs> <laughs> like, at least three. Before, in between, and after every word. <laughs> and I, for the listeners, I have two middle names. So I think I
0: do the... It'll uh, the... <laughs> good. The Spanish exclamation point at the beginning of my name.
1: Well, but then that what do name. I do about the in-between ones?
0: Because
1: hmm? I would have Lily. Oh,
0: your middle names, you mean?
1: Yeah, like in between refer- each segment. I just
0: want to be like the in-between ones were your middle names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the, in- the the exclamation points are the in-between ones. The in-between. You can just do it for points. each word.
0: The Spanish exclamation point.
1: But the ones in the middle are both before and after something.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. Look, It
1: matters to me! Okay,
0: right. So at this juncture, Lily, I'd like to take you through uh, some of the legal theories and terms that sovereign citizens like to throw around. Good.
1: Yes. And, uh, yes. Yes, 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 for, yes, 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 yes,
0: For you, Lily, and for people at home, if you really want to do your research, you can always look up on YouTube a compilation of sovereign citizens getting owned. Because there are a bunch of those. Good. And it usually involves sovereign citizens being really annoying to a police officer until the police officer gets way too annoyed and either breaks their car window or tases them.
1: That's a nice representation of America, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's like a really, really accurate depiction of America. (laughs) Really dumb people. And really overpowered police, yeah, that's
0: I was gonna say like i'll I'll get to the police thing in a minute, sure, because that's gonna come back up. So we've talked about Fourteenth Amendment citizens. Those are the non-sovereign citizens.
1: Okay.
0: um I'd like to do a special thanks before I get into the <laughs> glossary. A lot of my resources for this have come from the Southern Poverty Law Center. Their resources on this are very good, and I'd like to thank them for it. And I'm going to be reading from their glossary for this. Like, accepted for value. When a sovereign receives a bill from the IRS, a bank, or even the cable company, under a twisted (laughs) reading- a damn cable company. (laughs) Yep. Under a twisted reading of the Uniform Commercial Code, he believes he can simply write accepted for value on that bill, and it will be paid by that secret treasury account set up by the government when he's born. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that's yes. why that's why when Unhel Cruz wrote his name with the at symbol, he also wrote UCC 1308, uni- Uniform Commercial Code 1308.
1: Which he just decided.
0: Uh, Sovereign citizens uh, believe that the the commercial codes have overtaken the Constitution of America, and that's the only laws that this United States of America will accept. These are the admiralty laws that I told you about earlier. And let's talk about that. Admiralty law versus common law. According to sovereign beliefs, there are two types of law, common law and admiralty law. Since the US went off the gold standard in 1933, sovereigns say, no one has been able to pay a debt with real money, and therefore the country has been operating under commercial law, which sovereigns equate with admiralty law, the law of the seas. Thus, they argue, completely speciously, the Americans have been deprived of their original common law, under which the government can only impose regulations on citizens with their consent, since 1933. They believe. They believe. That the United States is run under the law of the sea.
1: What is the law of the sea?
0: Well, I believe it has something to do with the captain going down with the ship.
1: Oh. Oh, like that kind of, like, not like actual laws.
0: I mean, yeah, kind of, pretty much. I mean, there are different laws governing naval conduct, but but, yeah.
1: Okay, all right. That's why they
0: call it Admiralty Law. Because they think it's the law of the sea.
1: Because it's... Uh, yeah. my brain hurts so far. We're, too, we're two terms in.
0: Yeah. Bill of exchange. A fake check used to access the funds in the secret treasury account supposedly set up by the government to monetize the value Which, of each citizen's you know, value at birth.
1: Honestly, you have to admire, like, their optimism. Mm-hmm. That'd be a really nice thing to have. I
0: mean, sure. They literally think there are there are versions of sovereign citizens that believe if they submit the right legal document with the right wording they will unlock this yes. this account. And no one's done it yet because no one's found the right wording yet.
1: Oh my God. I know. That's so amazing. <laughs> like, this is inspirational.
0: <laughs> so, the birth certificate. This form establishes each person's person's corporate shell, a kind of evil doppelganger that is attached to every flesh and blood body. The
1: incorporation.
0: That shell is then supposedly sold by the government as a security to foreign investors to enrich Federal Reserve bankers. The proof that the certificate has secret meaning is found in the use of all capital letters, bond paper, and a seal and or watermark, all of which are thought to reflect Admiralty Law.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Going more into the uh, punctuation things... I was,
1: yeah, I was going to say.
0: Yeah. Um, capital letters are a big deal for sovereign citizens. As in
1: they don't like them? Because like, um, it, they all bu- caps are, are on passports and stuff?
0: They, Based on that, sovereigns see secret meaning in the use or non-use of capitalized letters. For example, a citizen with no capital letters is a sovereign citizen imbued with all their natural rights. Whereas a citizen with a capital C... Is a Fourteenth Amendment citizen Those beholden to the federal government?
1: Fourteenth Amendment citizens! Yeah.
0: God, they, they get real into flag fringe. Like so, you know how some uh, flags in the United States have gold fringe around them? Sure,
1: sure.
0: Uh, they believe that since Navy flags have the gold fl- fringe, and some and there's fringe on federal courts, that means that it's Admiralty law.
1: what do they think the flags do for, like, what it just,
0: that's, they think it's like, it's a conspiracy theorist thing. Like that means this is admiralty law. That's proof of our beliefs. Um, the, the all capital letters, if you have a name with no punctuation and all capital letters, that's the corporate shell of the person. Uh But if, so if I put a a hyphen in between Eric McAdams, that signifies the flesh and blood person named Eric McAdams.
1: Or, Lily! Yeah. McAdams! (laughs) Exactly.
0: And the punctuation-free name refers to the corporate shell. Gotcha. So remember that thing you said about crayons?
1: <laughs> yes! Crayons.
0: In some st- making
1: fake bills. <laughs> in some
0: states, bonds are canceled using red ink. Sovereigns, therefore, sign many legal documents and correspondence in red ink to signify that they are canceling the bond attached to their birth certificate or corporate self. Others believe the color of the ink represents the blood of the flesh and blood person, and some actually sign their checks in red crayon.
1: Why crayon? As opposed, like, why as opposed to pen? Why anything, Lily? But I feel like crayon, since it's wax, you can just, like, freaking almost scratch it off.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's dumb.
1: Okay. 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 Maybe that's
0: part of it. I don't know. Hmm.
1: (sighs) Although I'm glad crayons have not been
0: located in
1: a bad way. A
0: few more quick things. (laughs) God bless crayons. Yeah, no. (laughs) Crayon the company. Like, Crayola isn't complicit here. You know,
1: okay. As much as I joke about crayons, like, getting those huge packs of crayons, especially the ones with, like, the little sharpener on the back Mm -hmm. as a child, freaking amazing. That's my two cents.
0: Okay. So they' they also refer to the corporate shell as a straw man. They also refer to something called truth language, which is a com a complex and bizarre set of language rules designed to mimic the secret language of the law. All sentences must start with the preposition for. have a minimum of thirteen words. All sentences must use more nouns than verbs. All of the punctuation has to be done in a specific way. Do Remember- they
1: speak like this?
0: When they speak to police officers, they tend to ask only questions. They don't actually, so they they very clearly pass these these ideas around amongst themselves.
1: They have little classes. on Yeah. That yeah. Oh yeah, oh, like extremist God.
0: compounds or just on the internet, being like, you know, if you if you sign your thing like this, it cancels your bond. Right. Or if, if you, you
1: speak this way to a police if officer, if you only you speak in questions,
0: bold. you haven't condemned yourself.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, they use the fucking Socratic method on police officers. Oh my
1: goodness. And
0: if you watch videos, you'll you'll hear them doing this. Like, the police officers will ask them a question. Sure. And they'll kind of pause for a second so they can come up with a question of their own. (laughs) My favorite of these... So the, a lot of times they, they claim they're a sovereign citizen specifically when they get pulled over in a traffic stop. Uh-huh. And because police officers aren't allowed to just ask for identification on the street in most states, uh-huh. they believe that extends to being in the car as well. It doesn't when you're asked by a police officer to present license and insurance. An you have to do that.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> so they tend to, to not grasp that idea when they're in their car. My favorite one is a guy who gets pulled over for speeding. And the guy and he's like, have I committed a crime? And the police officer's like, yeah, you were doing 72 in a 45. And he goes, well, let me ask you this. And, I was, and he, the guy goes like, yeah, you were speeding. He goes, well, let me ask you this. Is speeding a crime? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone watching the video goes,
1: yeah, I think so, actually. <laughs>
0: Like, consults their law textbooks. You know, I think you're wrong, buddy.
1: I'm going to hit you with it here. (laughs) Listen close. (laughs) Is speeding a crime, though? Yeah,
0: and then, can you prove that I was speeding? And the police officer goes, like, yeah, I have my radar gun, like, right in there. (laughs) (laughs) And then a common thing is, like, no, I wasn't speeding. I was traveling. What? (laughs) And there are no laws about traveling. And, like, but you were also speeding is the thing.
1: (laughs) Or very rapidly, they love traveling.
0: to do these like gotcha loopholes. Like, ah, I'm not like there's a guy who's who's like, I'm not a person, I'm a man. You're referring to the person named so and so, I'm the man named oh that. My God. So, you can send the person to jail. But
1: can you imagine, like, as a police officer, just doing a routine? You know, this guy was speeding, it's gotta
0: be so annoying, and it's gotta be so fucking frustrating.
1: Like, I wait for it. I'm not a person. Yeah. I am a man. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Not the shell whatever. Person.
0: And there are a couple and there are a couple different ways police officers tend to react. Some of them are just like what the fuck is going <laughs> on because they haven't encountered this before. Right. Other ones get real angry real fast because they very clearly dealt with this before. <laughs> another another video that I saw, uh, the woman claimed that that under article 4 of the Articles of Confederation, uh, which is In the United States Book of Codes, uh, they are registered as a free inhabitant, which means that they're allowed to come and go from states as they please, blah, blah, blah. The Articles of Confederation, for those listening and who can't remember their middle school uh, history classes, the Articles of Confederation were a series of documents that predates the United States Constitution.
1: They were like the precursor. Yeah. The the 30-day trial.
0: They lasted for 10 years Uh and have not been in use since the late 18th century. Yes, they weren't good. Because we replaced them with the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> now, all this jargon, this whole glossary, it's got to be a little confusing. Yes. So, imagine, uh, say, a criminal who has been uh, in, who has been arrested on serious charges, hearing about the sovereign citizen movement. It is very easy for someone to use these terms as a smokescreen to obscure their real legal problems. Several criminals owing back taxes or accused of abuse or murder have suddenly become sovereign citizens right. in an effort to delay their legal proceedings. Because if you start from the fact that I don't believe you have jurisdiction over me, you're going to come, come up with a lot of like roadblocks. Road and judges oh, can just steamroll no. this, but it makes it take a lot longer.
1: Yeah. It's like clogging up the bureaucratic process with yeah. the the liens.
0: Yep. Instead of yeah. Instead of like leaving the already clogged bureaucratic process for people who like need it. Mm-hmm. These fucking people, it's <laughs> just sending like like hundreds of just pages as like a move of, of, of desperation. documents. Desperation. Yep. Pretty much. A lot of prisoners become sovereign citizens for similar reasons, or they're bamboozled by the flurry of official-sounding jargon sent right. to them via informational packets. Because while yep. Um, The FBI classifies these as an extremist group, and in 2011, they declared them a domestic terrorist movement.
1: Nice.
0: Because they just kind of use these kind of soft, official-sounding words, Mm -hmm. they can get through prison mail systems sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, uh, Robert Mueller... The guy currently leading the Russia no. investigation, yeah, his name hasn't come up recently. In two thousand seven, when he was the FBI uh, director, he categorized them as like a growing domestic threat because they would threaten members of government, especially judges, when. Legal rulings wouldn't right. go their way. Several sovereign citizens have planned or committed violence against government workers. There are a lot of people who like killed three cops and then declared themselves sovereign citizens. Nice. There are a lot of people who were, like shored up in like military compound, military esque compounds. Right. So, and there are people who planned uh, to kill uh state troopers if they ever went against their militia as you can probably tell there's a lot of overlap between sovereign citizens and white supremacist groups and local militia groups Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff like there there was a guy uh, in alaska named schaefer schaefer cox whose nickname at his university by the way was the weenie in the beanie just had to throw that one out there schaefer cox aka the weenie in the beanie uh, he was like a God-fearing good boy, <laughs> and ran for uh, just like you. He ran for the state house. Not oh, God-fearing.
1: <laughs> That's why I was sarcastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he ran for state house in you know, Alaska in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Got thirty six percent of the vote, but Ooh. by two years later, he had uh, uh, his rhetoric had gotten a little more extreme, and he had uh, with a group of friends planned for any members of their militia were killed. They had the so-called two for one plan. For any member of their of their group killed, they would kill two state troopers.
1: Oh my god.
0: Sovereign citizens, baby. So earlier I was talking well, about how hang on,
1: okay, so this that guy with on Cruz, mm-hmm. both running for government positions and then also being like, This government does not apply to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What how do they reconcile? A that? lot of
0: times you'll see with sovereign citizens. The like they'll be somehow rejected by the government, like right. their legal proceedings didn't go their way. Gotcha. Their financial stuff—they're being foreclosed on or something.
1: And that and turns so, them to a. Life and of so
0: <laughs> that makes the government their enemy, baby.
1: Citizenry.
0: Yep. And I talked earlier about how, if you watch videos of these, the police officers can seem real aggressive, mm-hmm. and like, America has a real problem with police brutality. I don't know if you've heard about it.
1: Nope. Yeah. Nope. Definitely. Not a militarized police state here. Yeah,
0: definitely not like one of the deadliest things in America. Yeah, yeah.
1: And also a thing that was like essentially started by white supremacy to enforce white supremacy and capitalism. Like, hey, oh.
0: So, so watching these videos, you can kind of be like, hey, that he didn't need to do that. Like, there are like, there are police officers who react like really strongly to it. And you kind of go like, hey, actually, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. That this is happening. Because they also have so
1: much. But force available.
0: on the other hand, the sovereign citizens in these videos tend to come off as harmless idiots. Like, right. no, I won't get out of my car. I don't have to because they don't know the law. And like, yeah, you do have to get out of the car if they suspect you or if you won't give your identification. Right. Like you do have to give cops your ID. Like that has to happen. hmm. And so like that's, and so they seem kind of harmless and like maybe they'll get tased or something and it's like, ha ha, sovereign citizens. But then you think about like the ones who are killing police officers, right? like the ones who are actively planning this kind of stuff and Uh how there is a real overlap there. And so on some level I can, uh, like we talk, like there's, there there were all these articles a while back about how the, how domestic terrorism was one of the biggest threats to national security in Uh most. FBI members rated domestic terrorism as a higher threat than anything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's because of people like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. White supremacists who get rejected in some form.
0: Mm-hmm. And believe that they can pick and choose which laws they follow. <laughs> right. That's, it's, if you watch a video, that's what it sounds like. It's someone who can't deal with the fact that he can't do whatever he wants yeah. in this situation. Like, they talk to police officers like they're their supervisor. They continually try to like trick them into loopholes and stuff like that. Alright, right, so I'm gonna end the story of the Sovereign Citizens with a celebrity endorsement.
1: Oh no. Oh no. Tell me it's Tom Cruise.
0: Jared Fogle, the guy convicted of traveling to pay for sex with minors and possession of child pornography, and the former face of the subway ad campaign. That guy. That guy. He went to jail in 2015. Yes, he did. Since then, he's been beat up once or twice in prison. Right. Uh, Subway has been accused of knowing about his activities yep. before he was uh, As corporations arrested. Often do. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter to this story. In November of 2017, a claim from Fogle was dismissed. The claim said courts did not have jurisdiction over him because he was a sovereign citizen. <laughs> That's your celebrity endorsement for. Sovereign citizens.
1: Um, you know, I really, I got nothing. I got <laughs> nothing to add. It's just perfect as it is. <laughs> In and of itself.
0: So any thoughts on the sovereign citizen movement?
1: I mean, like, it just feels like a really self-righteous... Hoity-toity white supremacist organization. Yeah,
0: it's it's it was very much started by entitled white people.
1: It's kind of like,
0: but that's that, be, But like, there are like, plenty of black sovereigns. Right. There are plenty of non-white sovereigns.
1: Right. Women sovereigns.
0: There are women sovereigns, despite the fact that many sovereigns believe themselves believe only white men can be sovereign.
1: Um. And this may be like a weird analogy, but I feel like it's just kind of like a Reddit forum that
0: yeah that
1: spirals at like gets gets its own terminology yeah they
0: pass their own like legal phrases to one another like they believe this terminology is somehow legally binding because someone on the internet said it was yeah
1: and it just gets out of control really really yeah and like you can
0: watch judges they just kind of go like oh my god one of these guys right when they (laughs) have to deal with them oh boy should we get to the pickle for the knowing ones it
1: would be nice if we did yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So after every story of uh, massive incompetence, i like to give you a little story about competence in an absurd way. And this time I'm going to give you a choice. Ooh. Ooh. Our theme for this Pick Over the Knowing Ones be- is beauty. Oh, okay. Choose A, the dimple machine.
1: <laughs>
0: B, the chin reducer. Oh,
1: my... There's more than two options? Or
0: C, the beauty micrometer.
1: Uh, I want to know about the dimple. The dimple the one. The dimple, interesting choice. I, I know. Was,
0: I was expecting you to go for the chin reducer. I, it was I think a that's close call between
1: name. them. Definitely a close call. We're going to talk about it in, like other ones, right? Yeah, this is going to be a series. Okay, good, 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 Because I want to hear about the chin reducer, but I also really, oh my goodness.
0: I've just showed Lily a picture of the dimple machine. Would
1: highly recommend Googling it. you can
0: look up. Isabella Gilbert, this is from an Atlantic article, an an article in the Atlantic. Isabella Gilbert must have spent a significant portion of her life distressed over her lack of dimples. Because in 1936, she invented this spring-loaded contraption that promised to make a fine set by pressing a pair of knobs into one's cheeks.
1: So just in case you don't feel moved to Google this, I want to describe the image that I'm seeing. So it's like whatever early 1900s type yeah. of image out mm-hmm. of a newspaper this lady looking I guess impassive yeah at the camera not
0: super happy with no, the situation she's found herself in for
1: sure not thrilled um maybe forlornly looking at the camera anyway uh she's wearing like what looks like a metal sort of wire from her ears around her chin yep that just kind of presses in against her cheeks. Where
0: dimples might go. Where
1: dimples might go. I mean, she's not smiling. I can't blame no. her. I don't think the dimple machine worked. No, really? You can't just <laughs> press in and make them? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
0: I didn't find a lot of stuff that was, was like, and it definitely didn't work because I feel like because, that's the assumption.
1: Well, it, yeah, no one had to go through and prove it. Because it obviously wouldn't work.
0: I'm gonna give you a bonus one.
1: Wait, whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa, 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 whoa. That machine looks like, you know, in Monsters Inc. Let me can I say what it is first?
0: (laughs) The bonus one is the giant stationary hair dryer. So instead of a handheld hairdryer, there's a woman standing in front. No, no, sitting. Sitting in front of four or five gigantic floor-mounted hair dryers. Like, probably,
1: they have these huge, round uh, motors, motor engines? Yeah, like
0: a hair dryer. Yeah,
1: like a hair dryer. And then at least two-foot-long tubes that the air goes through mm-hmm. that are kind of curly and point towards her face. And she just, you see her, like, braced, eyes closed. Wind blasting at her face. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, And it looks like that machine in Monsters Incorporated at the end Mm -hmm. where, like, it sucks. I just think of the worker whose, like, mouth gets, like, sucked in by this machine. Yeah. Does it what does it do? Suck in screams or something? Yeah.
0: It sucks the screams out of you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like that. Yeah but it doesn't quite attach to your face. Yeah,
0: it looks a lot friendlier than that, I will say.
1: <laughs> it blows screams at you. All right,
0: you. <laughs> that is the end of Big Time Whoopsies. Lily, you don't have anything you want me to plug, is that correct?
1: Um, nope.
0: Great. My name is Eric McAdams. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, at audaciously yours. You can find my personal website, com, and you can listen to other major cast network shows that I'm on, including Sunday Morning Hangover Cure.
1: Woo! Cure's my hangover every Sunday. <laughs>
0: Uh, special thanks once again to Southern Poverty Law Center for this episode, and also The Atlantic for the article about the beauty machines.
1: I'm excited for the other two stories too.
0: hmm They'll be on the next episodes. I can
1: make my own dimple machine, dimple maker. Yeah, probably. All you
0: need is like three pieces of metal wire,
1: some springs. Maybe that'll, that'll be my afternoon activity.
0: Great. Say bo- Say goodbye, Lily.
1: Goodbye, Lily.
0: Good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.